If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. I have the pleasure of having Dr. Matt Dorsey on the podcast with me today. Dr. Matt Dorsey describes himself as being medically bilingual since the Eastern and Western medical systems are essentially different languages. He spent the last 12 years studying and practicing Eastern medicine, clinical nutrition, acupuncture, herbology, pharmacology, Qigong, psychology, and anything else that falls under the umbrella of integrative medicine. He can approach any health condition using a variety of different lenses. Although he draws most heavily on his training in Western clinical nutrition, herbology, lifestyle medicine, acupuncture, and biochemistry. Dr. Dorsey works as this chief scientific officer and formulator for Chalk and runs his own practice working one-on-one with clients through the East-West Acclimist. Hello, Matt. Hi there. Uh, How are you doing today? Thanks for having me here. This is going to be fun. Doing, uh, doing pretty great. Excellent. I'm really excited to talk to you and learn from you today. You have such an incredible background and um, I'm really, I really admire and I'm really intrigued by the work that you're doing now. So kind of, can you tell me briefly a little bit more about your background? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, 13 years ago, just over that, I moved up to Austin from Houston to study uh, Chinese medicine. Before that, I got my a bachelor's of science in psychology. And I was actually thinking for a while that I was going to do a master's in psychology, maybe even become a therapist or possibly do experimental 
Um, but uh, at some point I got some acupuncture and it was kind of life changing and decided to start getting into studying just, you know, in a, in a layperson sense, studying Chinese medicine and doing Qigong and things like that. And eventually I was like, well, this seems to be the way to go for me. So that was kind of the beginning. And then it's just been a whole adventure from there. So how did you transition from acupuncture and Eastern medicine into supplements and learning about supplements and educating people about supplements? Yeah, well, uh, it actually was kind of a perfect situation because um, it was almost as if I was getting two degrees at once because when I was uh, uh, here at AOMA, uh, Graduate School of Integrative Medicine in Austin, getting my degree, my master's in Chinese medicine, I actually got a job at Whole Foods selling supplements. And not just any Whole Foods, but the Whole Foods World Headquarters in downtown Austin, which had back then a very large uh, department, almost 30 people for an apartment that small, it's pretty big. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, it, I, I tell people jokingly, half jokingly, it's almost like the Harvard medicine of, you know, of uh, supplement retail training, because every single rep from all the big companies was there 24 seven since we're the, the headquarters and there were tons and tons of free trainings. So it was like every weekend, it was another training, uh, by another company. And, uh, so yeah, and there were some very experienced people there who kind of took me under their wing and also taught me. And so yeah, the whole time I was in school, virtually the whole time I was in school, it would be over here learning Chinese medicine and also just general physiology and all that. And then and the Chinese herbology and acupuncture. And then over here, I'd be all about just supplements 24 seven, how vitamins, nutrients work, how supplements are made, um, all that stuff. So I kind of got all of that at the same time, you know, so it worked out pretty perfectly. And um, I kind of toward the end of the program, a lot of my professors who didn't know as much about Western supplements would actually rely on me as the sort of like on-campus resource. I was like the vitamin expert, you know, by the time I was about to finish the program, because they, they knew that like, they'd be like, oh, you know, they'd be like, oh, DLA is the great omega-3. And I'd be like, actually, it's an omega-6, you know, like just little things like that. So um, yeah, but I got very lucky to have that perfect situation where I was like constantly learning at work and school. So what's the difference between Western supplements and Eastern um, herbs and supplements and tinctures? Yeah, well, uh, in the Chinese herbal tradition, there are, you know, a couple of, well, at least a couple hundred that we learned in school, but there's even more than that. And then tons of different formulas, but they're all, it's all just straight herbs. So, um, you know, when you get a degree in, in Chinese medicine, you don't learn about like how to use um, N-acetylcysteine, you know what I mean? Like it's a total other realm basically. And so... Uh, your average acupuncturist, unless that acupuncturist has had training specifically outside of like I have in, in, you know, vitamins and minerals, they're not, we're not actually taught about that really hardly at all in school, but many of us do have a passion for this stuff and, and learn it through other channels. So, but yeah, just straight herbology. And then over here you have, yes, you have herbs, but you also have vitamins, minerals, amino acids, all sorts of other stuff too. So how does a doctor practicing Eastern or Western medicine, how, or where do they go to study supplementation? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a tough one, really. I mean, there's a bunch of different certifications you can get. I haven't looked through all of them to see which one of them are, which ones are the strongest in terms of supplements, um, because a lot of people with training in just general nutrition, even if you get a bachelor's in nutrition, um, they're not really usually going to teach you that much about supplements. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there are registered dietitians out there who barely know anything about supplements. You know, um, they, they might know about the, the biochemistry of like vitamin A or C or something, or, you know, they'll, they'll know about that. But as far as like understanding uh, the nitty gritty of it, um, it can be hard to find that training. Uh, sometimes the best training really is actually just working in the industry for a long time. Yeah. So what's the purpose of taking a supplement? 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's also kind of a tough one. Um, I mean, it can be any, it can be all over the place, right? You know, if you go to, if you're being guided by an actual medical practitioner, you know, mm -hmm. then it's going to be, the purpose is going to be specific to what you have going on, whatever imbalances are going on, right? And, and to ensure that, uh, you know, like, it's, it's going to be a bit more serious that way. And then, you know, like with, with Chalk, for example, um, we're kind of a lifestyle brand. We like to do, uh, use a lot of adaptogens. We use things that help with, just help to provide uh, healthy energy, mood, focus, things like that. So um, a lot of supplements, you know, people take for just the basics, right? Like I just want to feel better. I want to have better energy. I want to maybe have a better stress response, things like that. So that's the kind of stuff we especially like to do with Chalk. But uh, yeah, I mean, the purpose can be all over the place, you know, it just depends. Um on what you're trying to do because it's such a broad category supplements it includes so mm -hmm. many different things like thousands and thousands of different things in there so really it can be just about anything if you find the right thing so when so i feel like you know you and i briefly talked about this in the past you know you hear a lot of practitioners dropping medical grade like you know the supplements i have are medical grade versus these supplements here you know if you're just walking into a grocery store they're not going to be as powerful quote unquote as what i'm offering what is that term um over the counter supplements versus medical grade supplements is that something we need to know about or understand yeah, and that, that's a funny one. Uh, it's not really a real term in a sense. It, it has basically no definition. And so it kind of means whatever you want it to mean. It's almost more of a marketing term. Um, but, uh, you know, I have also worked at an integrative medicine uh, pharmacy here in Austin uh, as a practitioner. And many of the brands they carry do tend to be more potent. They'll use a more potent molecular form of a particular nutrient, for example, brands that say that they're more professional grade, the brands that are like more commonly carried in like a uh, chiropractor's office or something like that, right? Those brands uh, will use like a magnesium glycinate or a taurate. They will never ever use a magnesium oxide because they know the difference. Whereas if you grab a random product off the shelf at Walgreens or something, you're going to get the dirt cheap, low bioavailability form like oxide that's actually like more of a laxative actually because it's not bound to an amino acid and it's harder for the body to recognize um, and so, you know, but as far as an actual strict definition, um, that doesn't exist. It's, it really is more, more of a marketing term in Europe though. I did just realize thinking about this, uh, for a second in Europe, um, they actually do have prescription supplements, certain things you have to get prescription in Europe. And the trade-off is you're trading the freedom of being able to get supplements like you could in other countries like the U S right. Uh, you know, whatever you want over the counter, but then the trade-off, the, 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 the win of that is that the, the, um, the quality standards are exceptionally high mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot more labs done on these. They're probably going to be more pure things like that. So a little bit of a trade-off, but yeah, but there isn't really, um, any specific definition. So, uh, I just, you know, I, I could say maybe just since we're on this topic, a few things you want to look out for if you want to see if, if a supplement is more pro or not, generally speaking, on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, you know, what form are the nutrients in? So, for example, um, folic acid is a garbage form of folate, not fit for human consumption. It shouldn't even be in any supplements. It should be illegal. It's so bad. And then methylfolate or folinic acid or, you know, something like that would be a real form that actually helps you. And, and, most people though, it, it's hard to know because you have to really have training in this to know all these different, because it just looks like Greek basically when you're reading, you know, when you're reading the label, you're like, I have no idea what this like 13 syllable word is, you know, like it's super confusing. 
that's one thing. Another thing is uh, dosing, active dosing. So for example, with chalk, you know, we, we do full disclosure labeling so that you can always see the exact amount of each thing in there. Whereas other companies will use proprietary blends where you can't, if a company uses a proprietary blend that allows them to hide the amount of each individual uh, herbal extract, for example, to where you don't know how much of each you're getting. And you could be getting a micro dose, like a hundredth of a dose on some of these. And that's actually common to save money. So that's more professional to see everything spelled out where they're telling you the exact amount, because then you can verify that they're using an actual active amount that's going to do something. So more like evidence-based dosing. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, just a little tip for people, if you want to find a more pro-grade supplement, you want to find uh, something that's going to be using, ideally using herbal extracts primarily, and not just raw herbal powders, because an herbal extract can be dozens or maybe even over a hundred times the potency sometimes as just a pure herbal powder. So people will say, like, for example, I'll have a client and they'll say, oh, I got cat's claw. And I'm like, well, did you get the specific one I recommended? Like, no, I didn't get the one you recommended. I just got another one. I was like, well, and I was like, well, let's take a look and see if it actually, you know, is halfway decent at all. And a lot of time it's just a regular, just, just cat's claw powdered in a capsule. That's not the same as an extract. Very, very different. So that's another one too. Um, so yeah, just a few tips for how to kind of differentiate, you know, on the spectrum of more pro versus just kind of entry level and bargain basement kind of bottom of the barrel yes. stuff, you know? Yeah. Sure. And that's the information I think that we all want as consumers. You know, I think, yeah. you know, I, I always am looking for quality over quantity. So Absolutely. if I'm going to spend my money on a supplement, I want to make sure that I'm getting one that's safe for my body, but also <laughs> is going to upgrade and support the reason why I'm reaching for it. So exactly. just to recap, because when you go, anywhere and look at supplements, whether it's in person or online, it's overwhelming when you see the number of brands. And mm -hmm. I think we right. all are trying to read labels. So we find brands that we trust. Um, but it sounds like what we need to be looking for is making sure that they don't list a proprietary blend, that they're upfront with the ingredients. Um, and then there were two other tips there real quick, herbal tea, herbal and one other thing that we need to be looking for. Yeah, uh, so uh, an herbal extract is gonna be usually superior to just a regular herbal powder. So that, okay. you know, and, and just to clarify for anybody who doesn't know, like, so you can take an herb and you can just powder it, right? Dry it up, grind it up, put it in a capsule, just ready to go. And that's fine, it, it will still help, but it's not the same as taking that powder and then actually running it through a water or an alcohol extraction or CO2 or whatever else it is to pull the active compounds out. It's gonna be more absorbable that way. And also oftentimes, just one extra little side note, um, they will often be, the, the more professional companies will call them, uh, we, we call them standardized extracts is what they will use. Meaning that, for example, um, I'll just pick a chalk product here. So like Apex Glutathione, we use milk thistle. But then if you look at the milk thistle on here, it's actually going to say specifically that it's standardized to a certain percentage of salimarin, which is the, the, it's a category of phytochemicals, right? Meaning that we each batch is sent to a lab and they've analyzed it to make sure there's a minimum amount of certain active phytochemicals. So that's also, yeah, that's a big one too. So just figured I'd throw that in there since that's like kind of the next level. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that you're mentioning was just the molecular form. That's what I call it. Just, uh, and just to explain that. Um, so when somebody says how much magnesium should I take mm -hmm. instead of telling them the answer first, I say, which of the like 10 different magnesiums are you talking about? Right. So there's like oxide, sulfate, glycinate, three and eight, taurate, it just keeps going, right? And these are all different yeah. molecules. It's, it's a magnesium, it's the element magnesium, but it's attached to something else. 
And that changes the pharmacokinetic properties, the bioavailability, changes where it goes in the body. Certain forms are more prone to getting into the brain or better for calming than others. So taurate and threonate, you know, and then certain forms, just like I mentioned, um, are just really, really cheap. You know, you can get a huge barrel from China for like $5, you know, and they just don't absorb very well. The oxide is a particularly not so great one. Um, and actually, if you want to, I do have a blog on this. If anyone wants to learn more, it's called three easy ways to tell if your supplement is junk. Yes. And that's, that is on the chalk website. And then I have another blog I did recently on the proprietary blends that goes really deep into that. And it's just called simply why proprietary blends suck. <laughs> and, uh, that's another good one just to educate yourself and, um, help you make better decisions when you're shopping for supplements. Thank you. So <laughs> Can you, you, you opened up a great point, magnesium. It's like the popular supplement to be adding into your lifestyle. Can you go over these, the types of magnesium that you recommend your clients avoid? You mentioned yeah. magnesium oxide. Is there any others that we should um, veer away from because there's better versions out there that we should be reaching for? Yeah, so magnesium oxide is an F. I like to just grade stuff on a, you know, on a, like it's a paper or something. Yeah. That's an, um, uh, a C would be magnesium citrate. Not too bad, not the best. More irritating to the stomach. Citric acid has its own problems, but it's more bioavailable. It's not as bad. And then you, you're getting into like the high Bs, low As. You're getting like glycinate, for example, is a really good one. Um, and then like AA plus is like taurate and threonate. Threonate is a patented, relatively new form that um, really likes to get into the brain. Uh, specifically, and, and actually has some clinical research on it showing it enhances focus and things like that. It's more expensive, but it's a pretty cool one. And then Torate, uh, that's, I, I use Torate primarily for general purposes. It also is a little bit more narrow available, similar to the threonate, but it's great for general purposes. And taurine itself is actually active. So if you can bind a mineral to some kind of amino acid or organic acid like, like Torate, then what's going to happen is uh, not only are you enhancing the bioavailability, but you're getting the effects of the active compound taurine. And a lot of people associate taurine with um, Red Bull. And so they think it's like a, you know, a stimulant or something, but it's actually not. Taurine has a gentle calming effect. It's a GABAergic, but also it's good for your heart, helps protect your liver, has other cool properties too. So I like the taurate for multiple reasons. I like your grading scale. That's actually really helpful. Yeah. A good yeah. way to comprehend everything under the magnesium umbrella. Right, right, yeah. Do you like using salt baths to absorb magnesium? Yeah, I mean, that can be great as an adjunct. I wouldn't recommend it as your primary way because you wanna get regular consistent dosing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how many baths per week do you take, you know? And, and uh, but, but as a secondary uh, way of getting more magnesium in your system, yeah, that can be great. And um, by the way, magnesium sulfate is what they use for, Epsom, that's what Epsom salt is, you know? That's yeah. what we use for the bath. And sulfate is great for, you know, transdermal, like, like, you know, like you're in the bath, but it's not very good to use internally. And it's actually a hardcore laxative. Oh, um, and so interesting. If you take a lot of magnesium sulfate, it's actually, yeah. some people will do that for cleansing, for example. So that's not really good for internal use at all, but unless yeah. you're trying to have a laxative effect. So when you go to a health food store, you'll see that there's a variety of different, um, magnesium sulfates to put in your bath or just salts to put in your bath. How yeah. do you decide what's safe to actually soak in the tub if you're 
if your number one goal is to absorb magnesium that way and ease your muscles, do you just go for real salt? Do you go for dead sea salt or do you go for the one that's labeled magnesium sulfate? Yeah. Well, so magnesium, uh, you know, I, I would go for the magnesium just because people need more magnesium and, um, it's a nice way to get it right, you know, close to the muscles and all that. And just, relax you. But of course, there's many other different kinds of, I mean, I'm not an expert in bath bombs necessarily, but you know, they do like to put cool herbs in there sometimes. And I've even seen CBD bath bombs. And so all sorts of other cool stuff in there. The, the dead sea salt, I'm sure has some, some beneficial properties. There's going to be a lot of different minerals in there, you know, but it's not going to be as specific as like a magnesium, which you know, is going to relax your whole body and mind, you know, pretty, pretty rapidly there. Um, Pairs well with lavender, I would say, for that purpose. Lavender is a great one. Interesting. Why do you think it pairs well with lavender? Well, because they have similar properties. They're kind of um, kind of synergistic, you know. Lavender, uh, just really good for chilling you out, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, there's some lavender extracts out there that are like they're actually quite potent for for calming. So, how does a person who wants to start taking supplements, or maybe already is, how does one figure out what you need? and the right combination? Um, ideally, you wanna work with a professional who really knows what they're doing. And those can be harder to find than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there isn't, like th there aren't really that many programs people can go through that really help them master supplements. Um, there's some out there, but it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to really, to, to get to the top level of, of expertise in this. It's relatively difficult, but, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people just kind of use their own blend of intuition and research and also talking to the person in the aisle, you know, uh, at, at the Whole Foods or the Sprouts or whatever, you know, about the different properties and things like that. But, um, you know, of course, being a professional, I would endorse talking to a professional just because it, you're going to get much better results if you, as long as you find somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, it's really, really challenging, though, um, for somebody to put together a regimen that is really um dialed in for them as an individual very challenging and some people are great researchers but i mean no matter how good of a researcher you are if you don't have the basic training in physiology you're going to oversimplify things you know like so yeah it's kind of it, it sometimes it's almost like asking the question like hey what's what's the best way for me to like completely upgrade my car internally and externally all by myself right like how do i like figure out how to install a new stereo and also like put it in a new transmission and like you know take out the headlights and you're like, well, you could do that, but it's going to take a lot of training. You might just want to outsource that, you know? Um, but when it comes to, uh, you know, if, if you're not trying to just do a whole bunch of very intense stuff and work with a bunch of things, if you're just looking for just general boost in energy and, you know, things like that, then you, you know, if you go with the category of adaptogens, yeah. then it's harder to go wrong because adaptogens tend to have this kind of homeostatic function where they kind of bring you into the middle, you know, like that. Um, and as long as they're taking in a normal dosage, they're, they're usually quite gentle and, you know, have fewer kind of contraindications usually. And, uh, and so, yeah, things like ashwagandha, Tonkhan Ali, Shilajit, stuff like that. Uh, anything that's kind of similar to ginseng, you know, in that adaptogen tonic yeah. category, those, most people, you know, will do pretty well on, on some of those. And so it's maybe less specific. You might not need to like, you know, have as much, um, detail going on if, to try something like that just to see if it helps you. How does one recognize that the supplements they are taking aren't actually supporting them? Yeah. Well, um, if you don't have 
training in this stuff, you know, or not prone to really researching really in detail. Yeah. You probably won't, you won't be able to know rationally whether that's happening or not. You'll have no idea, unfortunately. And also we have to remember placebo effect is, is a huge thing too. And so, you know, sometimes you might be taking a supplement that's not actually doing anything, but you might be getting a lot out of it because you think that it's doing something. And placebo effect is extremely powerful. So that's always a factor. Um, but I guess that uh, if you're trying to see if something is helping you or not, you have to have some way of measuring the effects. So for example, um, um, and most people aren't, nobody's going to do this hardly, but you could, for example, if you wanted to be a little bit more scientific about it to see if something's actually helping, let's say you're taking some supplements for energy, right? Let's say you've got like a stack, right? You've got like three products together that are all like, you know, like you got your, your crazy adaptogen stack, you know, and someone's like, take these three things and you'll get energy, right? Um, you could rate your energy on a scale of one to 10 every day on like a little journal, you know, and then you could just average it out and see if it changes, you know, but a lot of the time people aren't going to track these very well. And you can have a general sense of if, if you feel better or not, but the average person I could say as a, as a medical practitioner, the average person is, does not track changes in, in their, their, their body very well at all. Um, it's very common as a practitioner. I've talked to other ones about this too, where somebody will come in when they first see you and their pain will be like an eight and their energy level will be like a two. And then three months later, the energy level is bumped up to like a six and their pain is down to a five. And they will literally look you in the eye and tell you nothing has changed. You're like, well, that, that's the reason that I record what's happening each time you come in. And then they're like, oh, actually I do feel a lot better. I just forgot. So people do not track what's going on in their bodies at all, hardly for the most part. Some people are more aware though. Um, in general, women tend to be a lot more aware. Uh, men are, I think, probably much less so in my experience. Uh, not true across the board, but uh, most of my clients happen to be female <laughs> for whatever reason. And generally more sensitive, more aware of what's going on inside. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. Because again, you got the placebo thing, you got the inability to track what's going on in your body thing. Lack of scientific rigor in terms of writing it down and recording it, you know, like you would in a real study. And so, you know, plus you got just intuition and other more nebulous things like that. So it, it's tough. Um, but if, if you're taking a really powerful stack, like if somebody, if an expert gives you like five or six things all to take together to get you better energy or to support mood or whatever, uh, and then you notice like, my God, I'm, I'm like a different person in like less than a week, which is common, right? We're like, wow, uh, then it's going to be obvious. And so when you take a full stack together all at once, uh, then it's going to be less subtle. If you just take like a little bit of ashwagandha, that can be great but it's going to be subtler and you might not realize anything's happening. It could be like a slow, gradual thing where you just have no idea. But if you take a big, a big powerful stack, then, um, you know, it's going to also reinforce like, Oh, Hey, this is doing something for me. Cause it's so obvious. That's, that's why I like to usually suggest, you know, stacks for people. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. 
I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond real salt, prepare the blends listening to kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 magic herbs and spices on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Is there a particular, um, is there a particular ad- adaptogen or combination of adaptogens that you're finding you're prescribing a lot to clients right now? Um, yeah, I, I uh, so as far as adaptogens go, some of my favorites are uh, ashwagandha and shilajit. Those are at the very top. Um, <clears throat> but there, there are tons of them out there. Um, ashwagandha is one of the best places to start for, for anybody who just kind of is just like, I just want to try something that's going to just generally enhance my quality of life, you know, help with energy, mood, you know, hormones, um, stress, chemistry, stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, ashwagandha is great. Um, shilajit I like a lot because it does help in some of those other areas, similar to the ashwagandha, but it also is great for, um, mitochondrial energy production. So it helps your cells make energy from calories, make ATP. Um, that's a really cool one too. Also helps boost collagen. So, you know, popular with women, but of course everybody needs collagen for lots of different reasons, not just beauty. Um, and, uh, but yeah, there's so many Jagulan is another one also known as gynostemma. Um, that's the, that's a Chinese herb. That's another one of my favorite ones. Um, a lot of similar properties. The other adaptogens also good for brain function and it does boost glutathione production actually. And I'm kind of obsessed with glutathione. I uh, formulated a glutathione supplement that I have Jagulan in, uh, for chalk. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are maybe some of my top ones. So why are you passionate about glutathione? Glutathione is a really big deal. Um, it is, first of all, the molecule that your body produces that uh, that attaches two different uh, toxins that shouldn't be in your body. Anything that's not supposed to be there, it's heavy metal or plastic, whatever. Most oftentimes glutathione is involved. Most of the time it's involved in the, in the detoxification of that, just shuttling it out of the body safely. Um, and so we are kind of in this, like we are swimming in this like toxic soup 24 seven, pretty much. That's just how it is, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's just like tens of thousands of novel compounds with minimal safety research that are just everywhere. Um, everybody watching this, uh, has probably measurable PFAs in their, in their blood. You know, that's another, that's a big one that's taking off right now. People knowing more about that, um, phthalates, which is the plasticizer. There's research on that. And a lot of these affect hormones too, just FYI. So if somebody's looking for hormone support, you want to make sure you are limiting your ability to, or limiting your intake of these poisons, but also getting them out. That's number one thing glutathione is recognized for. It's also an immunomodulator. It's, it's a, it has profound effects in the immune system, helps to provide balance between these two different, um, these two sort of branches in a sense of what's called TH1 and TH2 uh, cells and cytokines. And that stands for T helper cell, but if anyone's ever heard, there's this idea of having balance between TH1 and TH2 responses. And when you have more balance in there, then the immune system just not just works harder necessarily, but more smarter, you could say. Um, but yeah, and then other than that, glutathione is the master antioxidant. Um, every cell in your body needs glutathione to work and your body is generating tons of free radicals 24 seven. But these poisons that, that are everywhere, they generate free radicals, they act as free radicals. And um, they also tend to sap our glutathione so that the more toxins we have coming in, the harder it's going to be for our body to create enough glutathione to keep up with it. 
Um, but, uh, but the glutathione, very, very important, um, even for dealing with um, free radicals generated by your own body in just a normal process, you know, that happens all the time. Our immune system uses uh, reactive oxygen species, which is a fancy way of saying free radicals uh, as weapons against, you know, the, the not so friendly parts of the microbiome. Um, microbiome, I mean like your whole body, not just the gut, like the microbiome with a capital F, you know. But anyway, so we do need to deal with free radicals. Antioxidants kind of a buzzword that a lot of people don't really understand quite, but it is very important because you, your body um, has is constantly dealing with these free radicals and the free radicals destroy tissues. That's just what they do. And they are literally, like I said, they're weapons used by microorganisms to fight each other because they destroy tissues. So um, if your body, your body will actually like, if this is a cell, your body will actually tack on glutathione groups to the outside of the cell, like shielding, like armor to prevent against collateral damage when it's fighting the critters. Uh, it's fascinating. And, and so, you know, if a free radical comes along, it's going to be basically neutralized by that glutathione right there. It's not going to destroy your own cell. Um, but yeah, glutathione is amazing. It's, it just has so many different properties. And I think that, um, because of our toxic lifestyle and, and how we're living, uh, we need a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our environments right now definitely make it a little bit different where we need to bring in some support in different places um, to kind of counterbalance what we're experiencing outside and inside. Yeah, for yeah, sure. There's a lot more chemicals than people are aware of. You, you can't see them, but they are unfortunately oh, yeah. everywhere right now. Yeah. And, and I, I haven't really gotten into this, but there are some labs you can do. Great Plains Labs has like a chemical toxicity panel that I think it looks for maybe it's, it's at least 100. It might be actually even more than that, like maybe 200 different chemicals in your blood. Wow. And yeah, uh, I, I've actually thought about maybe just running one of myself just for fun, just to see what's in there, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all sorts of stuff you can look for and you can find in there. So you have such an interesting career and job. You run your practice, East West Alchemist, where you see clients one-on-one, -on -one, but you also work as the chief scientific officer and formulator for Chalk, which yeah, is probably one of the coolest job titles I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more what you do as the chief scientific officer and formulator? What does that sure. entail? Yeah, no problem. Well, um, so chief scientific officer, you know, it, it, that's that's a term that you tend to find in any company where they need some they need a technical person, you know, so it could be anything it could be a software company, it could be a car company or just a computer company, whatever it is, but you're the technical person there, you're the science person, you know, so anytime there's a science question, uh, or anytime science is involved in the process of creating a product, then that's kind of your forte, you know. Um, which makes sense, you know, since I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and also just kind of a a geek. So, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's where I go. Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'm, I guess in a sense, I, I lead product development, you know, so, uh, I, you know, make sure that things are, that we've got the right things in there, that they're being sourced well, that we're using the right kinds of ingredients that have good labs on them and that, you know, are going to be, um, you know, combining well to, to achieve an effect, you know? So right now I'm formulating a pre-workout for example, for chalk. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. Like formulating is crazy. You, you get to guinea pig on yourself, right? Yeah. And so, you know, when you create something and it's like way too strong, for example, and then you have like a mini panic attack because you just overdosed yourself on herbs, right? That's part of the process. It really is. You're like, okay, well, I need to dial that down. That's too much, you know? Um, so it's a lot of fun, but, uh, but yeah, any, anything involving science, basically, um, you know, the tech customer service team will send me questions. If there's anything that they can't handle, it's really technical. They'll send me something. 
and I'll, you know, give my best response for our customers. And, uh, and also, um, I produce content too. So I do uh, videos on our Instagram. I do a lot of blogs, things like that. And so, you know, try to also include uh, some of the research in, uh, you know, in uh, the content that I, that I produce as well. Yeah. You guys provide great content to help just people understand uh, the complex world that we're living in and, you know, how important it is to really take care of yourself if you just want to enjoy your life. So Definitely. I appreciate your content. <laughs> nice. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll check it out. It's get chalk G E T C H O Q on uh, Instagram. Um, and, uh, and I do lives there um, at least, you know, two, three, four times a week. I will check out your lives. I haven't, I haven't caught that yet. That'll be, yeah. that'll be really good. Thank you. Yeah, for um, sure. So what are some of your favorite supplements that you're taking right now that you're really enjoying that are making you feel good? Yeah, for sure. Actually. So uh, speaking of which, this is the old label. It looks a little bit cooler now, but uh, Apex Glutathione. Uh, this is my favorite chalk product. Um, that's uh, this is my number one. Um, I put a lot of research into this one. This is actually twelve ingredients that all work together to uh, optimize the glutathione system. So it has preformed glutathione in there, already ready to go. But then it has a bunch of different ingredients, vitamins, minerals, and herbal extracts that help your body create more of its own glutathione, and then also make sure that the glutathione is being recycled so that it's, it's used more times before it's used up, you know. It's also a nootropic, so it has uh, ginkgo in there, has bacopa in there, has javelin in there, um, and so uh, those are all going to be great for the brain, and they actually boost, um, some of these herbs boost glutathione production in the brain, and so, you know, um, that's, that's important if you want to be making sure you're getting toxins out of the brain, but yeah, so this is kind of like a, a mood and um, uh, memory and focus support on top of, you know, detox and immunity, so this is my favorite. Um, but of course I made it, you know, so I would say that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Shilajit's another top one, this guy right here, this is totally amazing. It's our top seller for, for a good reason. Um, you know, it's uh, an old school Ayurvedic adaptogen. It's not technically an herb, it's an herbal mineral. It's kind of confusing. It's, it's taken actually from mountains and it's the result of the breakdown of plants mixing with minerals over a long period of time. Um, has a lot of folic acid in it. Folic acid is really great for, um, helps with detox, but uh, all sorts of other cool properties. And, um, it's, uh, it's great for, like I mentioned before, mitochondrial energy production. So there's a compound in there, um, uh, called, uh, oh, wow. Urolithin A, there we go. And urolithin A, um, is almost like a CoQ10 like compound. It helps, uh, with mitochondrial function. So great for energy, great for brain function and also has some properties to support healthy testosterone levels for men or just general support for, for women. So Love the Shilajit. Um, I love and, it too. I find it really helps with cognitive activity. I absolutely. feel like it just makes me a little bit sharper. Absolutely. No, it sure does. Um, and then, uh, oh, and also I will say like, be a little bit careful with Shilajits, you know. Um, the one that we sell is uh, one of the only ones that's actually, or I think it's the only one still, this particular, uh, this particular trademarked version of Shilajit that has research on it. The only one that can, Health Canada, Canada actually allows to be sold because with Shilajit, you have to be careful with heavy metals. You have to make sure that the, the right labs have been done to make sure that there are very low levels. Unfortunately, saying no metals is almost impossible with respect to anything anymore because there's always going to be micro amounts because they're just everywhere, but very low so that they're in a safe range. Um, but uh, but yeah, so be a little bit careful with the Shilajits. Um, there are a lot of them that are actually like not even legal to sell in Canada. They have higher quality standards in Canada than they do in the United States. 
Um, and then uh, the next one, and these three are kind of part of almost like a like a brain, like nootropic type, type stack, I would say. They kind of go together. Action 2.0, this one right here is awesome. Um, this one is, uh, you can use it for pre-workout, for energy, but uh, mood focus, all that, also mitochondria. Um, and it's got uh, wild-crafted uh, Siberian rhodiola in it. Rhodiola is a great uh, brain booster, but also a lot of athletes like it for enhancing endurance. And uh, just a great mood booster as well. It does help to support like healthy levels of neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, things like that. Um, but yeah, those three go really well together. As far as top products, those are my my personal top three. But um, but generally speaking, too, I could tell you a few others like that are, are really just like essential for me. Magnesium, magnesium torate. That's that's essential. Um, algae omega three. Love that. Don't like the fish oil as much because the algae you're able to get just a higher margin of safety because of the metals. Um, but anyway, uh, and uh, and then methylfolate. I, I take a decent amount of methylfolate because folate is so important for so many things in the body. And I do have a little bit of the um, MTHFR and some of those folate mutations. Um, which which magnesium do you like? Is it um, a chalk magnesium brand or is it a other magnesium brand? Well, we don't have a magnesium yet, um, uh, but I just, I recommend finding a good magnesium torate for general use. And then, um, the dose range is kind of like 300 to 600 milligrams, uh, typically with the Tarate. Um, that's, that's elemental, which means of actual magnesium, not of the whole molecule, but usually the, usually the elemental dose will be the one that's on the front of the, the package. So where do you recommend people go if they want to learn more about supplementation? Is there a place where someone can start to educate themselves safely? <laughs> uh, that's really difficult. Um, so, okay. If you, there's a guy named Andrew Saul, he's also called the mega vitamin man. When I was first in school, this guy's been around for forever. When I was first in school, I found some of his stuff. He had this website. I think it's still, I think it's still around. It's called doctoryourself.com. And, uh, I learned a lot about vitamins and minerals specifically from him. He's less of an herb guy. Um, but uh, really, really into learning about how to use vitamin megadose therapy and all sorts of different stuff. So that's a great resource for vitamins and minerals and supplements like that. Um, you know, it's really tough though. There aren't that many, um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Examine.com. If you want to type in an herb or a nutrient, um, uh, and get a whole bunch of science, uh, on it and with a nice summary of, of the effects, examine.com is actually pretty good. I'm just remembering them now. And let's see if there's anything else I can think of. Um, Mercola has some good stuff, you know, uh, but there, you know, just tons and tons of articles on there. Um, I don't go there that often, but but there's definitely have read some of his stuff uh, in the past and gotten a lot out of some of his articles. And then um, we do have some blogs, obviously, as I mentioned, the chalk website. Um, the I think that the best, like, if you just just for quality, just read that one blog called Three Easy Ways to Tell If Your Supplement Is Junk. That's just a really nice like primer of what to look for. And that right there can help you like incredibly. I have a list also in there that's in red. So you can just scroll down to where it's red. And it's a list of every single um, one of the like uh, questionable forms of vitamins and minerals like folic acid, magnesium oxide, zinc oxide, DL-alpha-tocopherol for vitamin E, all the, all the forms that if you see this on a label, you don't want to buy it, you know? That's great. Uh, that's just really handy. Yeah. That's one that you take a screenshot of and you keep in your phone and will help you anytime that you're shopping. So thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah just, just look at the supplements facts panel. If you see any of those on there, that basically means that the company doesn't care about the quality of their products pretty much at all. That's just kind of a, I'm pretty hardcore about that as a, as a practitioner. Um, you know, when I, when I was seeing people in an office, I work remotely now, but as when I was seeing people in an office, 
they would line all their supplements up on my desk, you know, and I would look through each one of them and I would actually stay, I'd be like, this one goes in the trash. Okay. And they would just throw it right there in the trash in my office. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, you have to be careful with this stuff. And some of these nutrients, they're not necessarily toxic. They just don't work very well. You yeah. know, whereas the other ones are actually toxic. Folic acid is actually outright toxic. Um, I try to make as many public service announcements as possible because a lot of people are still behind the times on this, but folic acid is not real folate. It's, uh, it's, I just call it like pseudo folate basically. And in a lot of people, it actually behaves like anti-folate. Not only is it not working, but it builds up as unmetabolized folic acid in the blood, which can be measured and, uh, and actually antagonizes the folate system. And so some of the research that was done on high dose folate that was showing that it was bad for you and, you know, cause like, you know, issues with your prostate, with, you know, making you more prone to cancer, things like that. Um, that's because it was being done on folic acid. Most people don't realize. So they think that, oh, high dose folate is bad. No, high dose real folate is great. High dose folic acid is, is actually toxin. And high dose folic acid is what is recommended to women who are pregnant. Well, not usually high dose, usually lower dose, um, like 800 micrograms is the standard dose for recommended pregnant women. Usually that's what you find. And that's the exact dose you find in most, you know, kind of like generic, you know, off the shelf that a drugstore multivitamins for pregnant women. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, just real quick, just to be totally accurate here, folic acid can still work as a folate. You know, it's not that it's not going to work at all. It's also, but, but part of it is that everyone's different. And these genes called, the main one's called MCHFR. There's also other ones that, that regulate folate metabolism, Fuller 1, Fuller 2, there's a few others. And when you do one of these fancy gene panels at your functional medicine clinic or whatever, you know, they're going to tell you which of these genes are mutated to where they don't work as well. And basically, long story short, the more of these mutations you have in these folate genes, the more uh, susceptible you are to, um, to folic acid being a toxin for you and not working. Theoretically, if you don't have any of these mutations, um, then the folic acid may work quite a bit better. But of course, you know, why risk it? Why not just get the real thing? You know, it's going to it's going to be better for everybody. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Uh, the pregnant women thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, anytime I have a pregnant client, I'm like, no, you were absolutely not taking folic acid. Um, and unfortunately, uh, just a lot of folks are behind the times in that. So I try to tell as many people as possible to avoid folic acid. It's, it's a really big deal. I mean, you need it to make sure your genes are not mutating. Wow. And, um, you know, and which is why, uh, you know, with respect to pregnancy, you know, you have spina bifida and, and uh, genetic deformities in children who, who are born with folate deficiency. And, um, unfortunately that kind of stuff is irreversible because, when your cells are dividing, you know, it, all of those genes from the, from the parent cell have to be sort of copied and pasted, you know, accurately, you know, and this is happening like crazy in a developing fetus. And so uh, you want to make sure that, that every time that's happening, every time you have cell division, that the genes are being transferred accurately, you know? Um, and anyway, so yeah, so preventing genetic mutation is one of the top things that folate does, but it also works on neurotransmitter synthesis. So folate is huge for mood creates a, uh, a compound called BH4, tetrahydrobiopterin that you need for serotonin and dopamine. So uh, folate is being used uh, for natural, natural mood support a lot now. And um, you need it for glutathione. That's why I have methylfolate in uh, apex glutathione, feeds into the glutathione system. Uh, your T cells need folate. It does a little bit of everything. It's really important. So you do want your levels to be optimal for sure. Can you get folate through food? Yeah. So uh, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, folate, it gets its name from foliage. And so it's found in leafy greens. And so I eat a ridiculous amount of spinach on top of taking methylfolate. Um, spinach is great. And by the way, like 
if you make smoothies, uh, uh, hopefully a lot of y'all do, um, put, put a bunch of spinach in all your smoothies. Um, great way to get extra folate. Other stuff in there too, but the folate, um, yeah. So leafy greens are going to be your main sources of folate, but you can find it in lots of stuff, but that's, that's the best way to do it. That's a great way to help people comprehend where to find it from. Folate and foliage. Yep. Foliage. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Leafy greens. So yeah. you're a complete wealth of information. Like I've learned so much chatting with you. Um, if somebody is still feeling like very overwhelmed by the supplement world and yeah. they really want to figure out what to take that's right for their body and imbalanced, mm-hmm. yeah. can somebody reach out to you and work with you directly? Uh, yeah, you're welcome to do that. Absolutely. Uh, my website is drdorsey.com. Um, now that redirects you to my main site, which is called eastwestalchemist.com, which is the name of my practice, you know. But yeah, just Dr. Dorsey, D-R, that's that doctor is in D-R-D-O-R-S-E-Y.com. Um, I would like to make the disclaimer too, I'm not an MD, I'm a D-A-C-M, so I'm not a medical doctor, although my initials are MD, Matt Dorsey, so that's kind of funny. It's almost like I was put here by the universe to become a doctor, you know, but, uh, but I always make that disclaimer because a lot of people have this weird programming, like the only real doctor is an MD, you know, which that actually comes from some weird stuff that happened a hundred years ago, anti-natural medicine propaganda campaign, but that's another story, but, uh, but yeah, so just like, let people know, like, I, I don't prescribe pharmaceuticals. I don't, you know, I can't do that. Like it's not in my scope of practice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, drdorsey.com, um, the easiest way to reach me. And then of course, um, for chalk supplements, just choq.com, chalk.com, check out our Instagram, get chalk also a lot of action on there. A lot of action on there. I love I, it. I, I never got to explain my weird stuff here. I don't know if you want me to tell I was people just about to ask. Yeah. So, um, for anyone that's watching <laughs> yeah. this on YouTube, you can see it. Yeah. If you're just listening yeah, yeah. to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, um, yeah. Matt is wearing a certain type of glasses and he also has acupuncture needles, um, in his head right now. Oh, now I can really see them. All right. Yeah. So, Tell me about your glasses and the particular needle points that you have in yeah. them. Well, yeah, I figured I'd just go full weirdo mode for this uh, interview because, you know, why not? Whatever. Um, uh, so the glasses, these are blue blocking glasses. They block the blue frequencies. And uh, I don't use them that often, but um, I use it today for a few reasons. One, the main reason people use them is to block artificial light, um, you know, uh, and uh, if I'm staring at a screen for long periods of time, I will feel much better if I, if I have these on. I don't use them as much during the day while I'm working um, because I don't know, sometimes it's just weird to have everything be a different color. But, um, but for something like this, uh, if I want to like be looking at the screen for like an hour straight or however long, uh, and I want to still have good focus, um, this is helpful. It has a calming effect on your brain. When I've worked in places like, you know, uh, like that, that pharmacy I worked in for a little bit, for example, um, they had horrific fluorescent lights everywhere and not enough natural light coming in. Mm-hmm. And when I would put these on, I would instantly feel calmer within seconds, just like the fluorescent lights would, well, I'm kind of sensitive to them. They, they cause this sort of like low level anxiety in my nervous system. And as soon as I put these on, it, it has a calming effect, but also like in terms of color therapy, orange is, it's kind of a social, bright, happy, conversational kind of color. And so it's kind of ideal for a podcast. Um, I actually looked it up, looked up the properties in color therapy right before the podcast. I was thinking, yeah, I always feel kind of better and more conversation when I put these on. And I'm wondering if that is part of it. And yeah, actually, theoretically, anyway, it is. Um, and then, uh, and then the needles. Um, so I, I actually, uh, it was a little bit like not quite at hundred percent today. Uh, I just felt like an extra tired when I got up, who knows, maybe there's like pollen gone or whatever it is, you know, 
And, and I thought, well, I, I want to make sure that I'm like on it for the podcast that, you know, cause I don't want to like be like taking long pauses where I'm looking for words and just kind of, kind of would like my brain to be functioning hundred percent. And of course I took a ridiculous amount of supplements uh, to make sure that happened. But in addition to that, I use these five acupuncture points called Sushin Song. Um, and we use these basically uh, to enhance mental clarity. And it also corresponds to the crown chakra. It's basically the crown chakra point. And it's five points. Uh, there's one in the middle and there's sort of like one on, either, on each side, above, below, right, and left. Oh, and they all go together. Almost like and, a cross. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they work really well. And it's kind of funny, uh, before a test in Chinese medicine school, you would see all the students with these in. Like everybody would be in the in the student lounge ready to take this huge test and they would all have these in their heads and it actually works. And hey, is it placebo? I have no idea, but either way, it's reliable. And basically every time I do this, I feel uh, better mental clarity. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that. And I, I was going to take him out before the interview. And I thought, well, maybe this will just be interesting talking point. Right. And and uh, yeah. So most of the time you probably couldn't see it, but yeah, I'll give you guys one more look if you want to check it out. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> how they're activating differently because you aren't resting and someone's coming up behind and activating them. You're, you're moving your mouth, you're moving your head. And so they're constantly being activated. Um, have you noticed anything different by using them in this way? Um, well, you know, a lot of the time when I'm doing this, it's, it's not during a full treatment on myself because I do full body treatments on myself and then I'm not moving. Um, but usually with a full body treatment, I don't do this full pattern. I usually just do this most of the time while I'm like doing other stuff, you know, and then obviously double checking the floor if any of them fall out, which is always fun. But, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, I guess most of the time I'm using them that they are kind of moving a little bit, but at the same time though, we don't, we don't stimulate scalp points as much. Um, and these actually go in perpendicular. And when you insert uh, a needle perpendicular in the scalp, you can stimulate it, but we typically don't. Um, and, and there's different schools of thought on stimulation. I like needle stimulation, although there are certain points that you don't ever stimulate really. Um, and then other practitioners use zero stimulation on any, any needles and still get good results. I think personally, if you do a little more stimulation, it does help, but, um, but yeah, so everybody's got a different style on that one. Well, Matt, one thing I love doing with my guests on the podcast is asking them, you know, if there's just one wellness tip that they can leave their, the listener to consider adding into their life um, to improve the well-being. And I was curious if there was maybe one little tip that you think the listener should take away and consider incorporating into their life. I'm going to give an outside the box one because there are other foundational ones that I could say, like drink more water or whatever. But I think most people, it's just kind of a generic thing to say, and people already know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, look at your media diet is essential. So what kinds of media are you consuming? So, you know, uh, if we're talking about toxins, we're talking about toxicity, then, uh, you know, you have to realize that there are also psychotoxins, not just physical toxins, you know? So I, you know, part of me is, is hardcore psychologist and looks at things from the mind and not just from the biochemical and physical angle. Cause yeah. you know, the mind game is, is critical, really important for your health or overall health. Um, and there's an interplay between the mind and the body. And so thoughts actually do become physical changes in your biochemistry. And that's just, you know, it's not even a hippie, like woo woo thing. It's like just hard science, basically, you know, thoughts literally change gene expression. They change synthesis of neurotransmitters and hormones and stress hormones. Like an emotional experience has a dramatic effect on your physical body, actually in real time, within seconds to minutes, you can see changes. So, uh, so media diet. So, 
you know, the, the number one toxin that we have to watch out for that we didn't use to now is uh, overconsumption of social media. So if you're just like mindlessly scrolling constantly, you know, all of the time and just kind of doing this all the time, which, you know, I do it too, right? I try to be aware of it, but um, you know, what kinds of, at least if you're going to be on social media for a long time every day, at least make sure that it's well curated and that you're not getting random stuff where it's like, angry people just saying weird stuff and fighting with each other or, you know, even news, even if you've got your trusted news source, whatever that is for you as an individual, whatever news you like, um, no matter what it is, even if it's one of the better ones, that's maybe less mainstream or whatever, still it's, it's too much, you know? So even the, the, the people I like to listen to to see what's going on, I still titrate my exposure to that because um, too much is not good and it will throw you off. And it's all about like the new thing that's happening that you should be alarmed about, you know, like the new thing to freak out about, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's not good. It's not good for your stress hormones. And um, there's, there's more, just let's look at it in terms of time management too. You know, we spend tons and tons of time watching videos. And so just be more discerning and more careful about the kinds of content you're consuming. And if it's more educational content like this, you know, I think that's definitely much better on the spectrum than like, just, you know, here's the new shocking thing. What is your opinion? Everyone's got to have an opinion. Aren't you outraged? Like, that's not, it's not good to uh, subject yourself to a ton of that, you know. Um, but also, yeah, even just doing a, like a digital detox or whatever once in a while and going on airplane mode when you're in nature. If you're going to go on a hike and you don't need to use your phone, go on airplane mode. You know, you can still use it as a camera or whatever, but you know, use airplane more, mode more often, get away from the EMFs, get into nature, you know, mm -hmm. so just, just, yeah, that I, I figured that maybe not as many people have heard that as a suggestion. So maybe it'd be more helpful, but just, uh, yeah, look at your media diet, how much junk food in the form of, of media are you consuming? Yeah. Something that, uh, I think I got that from Daniel Schmachtenberger. He's a really cool, cool guy, kind of a polymath knows a little bit about everything. And, uh, yeah, like, there is a media equivalent of junk food. It's trash media and it has an effect on your mind and on your body. So just be more aware of that and uh, more selective about it if possible. And, and it, can, it can, can be a real game changer. Absolutely. You digest everything that comes into your life. And sometimes if there's too much, you can't digest it. So exactly. it's a great yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really yeah. appreciate it. I could keep you longer asking you more questions, but um, I think I'd rather just have you back on the podcast in another time. So thank you so much for your time sure. today. Yeah, yeah, this was great. I would love to come back. Uh, so yeah. thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's always yeah, fun doing these things. Yeah, anytime you have new information that you want to share with us in this community, you are welcome back anytime. So thank you. Very cool. Yeah, I would love to. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. Dr. Matt Dorsey has a special deal for you. Use the code MATT, M-A-T-T, -T 40, at checkout on the Chalk website for 40% off your supplement purchases. Again, visit Chalk, C-H-O-Q, fill up on really good supplements and get 40% off at checkout using the code MATT40, M-A-T-T-4-0. Enjoy. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.